And we all know that airfares are more expensive now than they have been in many years. That's partly thanks to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but also due to a lack of competition in our aviation sector. Government policy has a big role to play in deciding exactly who can fly in and out of Australian airports. And an intriguing example of this was on display this week. So you may be now wondering exactly which government decisions have led us down the current road. I shall let David Flynn, the Editor-in-Chief at Executive Traveller, expand on this. He spends a lot of time on planes, in lounges and (laughs) mulling over the best ways to use frequent flyer points. David, welcome to the program. Good morning, Geraldine. Uh, Exactly what is the process for an international airline to start new routes to Australia? How is the government involved in all of this? Mm. For airlines to begin new routes, um, the governments of each country uh, must reach what is called an air service agreement. It's a bilateral agreement to allow commercial air services between two countries. Or if the flights are going via Singapore, that involves Singapore as well. Now, that's a process which can take several years um, and we saw in the last couple of weeks we saw Turkish airlines wanting to start flights to Australia, that's been held up, but also Qatar Airways, which already has flights to Australia, being denied an expansion of those flights. So that's made people more and more aware of the role the government plays in um, in competition and the number of airlines and the number of flights we have into Australia. Yes. Uh, can I read from Joe Aston? writing in the Financial Review, a pretty savage piece, uh, clearly pointing the bone at um, Qantas behind the scenes. Qantas has been a skilled prosecutor of whispering campaigns against its enemies, foreign and domestic. It is the dirtiest player in the game. Now, I don't know whether you want to join in that, but, uh, you know, can we realistically or reasonably suspect that there was some big lobbying behind the scenes? Because I think it was expected that Qatar and Turkish would get these extra flights. Mm. I think it's important to separate those two airlines, those two issues. The issue with Turkish Airlines um, is a separate one. Turkish Airlines has wanted to fly to Australia, been planning to fly to Australia um, in 2018-19. Of course, the pandemic changed everything. Turkish Airlines currently has the rights for seven flights a week, one flight a day, into between Istanbul and Australia. Um, However, there was actually, it's quite ironic, there was a huge gala dinner event at Melbourne's Crown Towers uh, last Friday, Friday a week ago, and everyone expected that they would be announcing, yes, we are flying from Istanbul to Melbourne. Uh, That was due to begin in December. Um, And executives of Turkish Airlines and the chairman were there, Um, politicians were there, business leaders, Melbourne (laughs) Airport, and no announcement was made and it basically just seems that the right paperwork hasn't quite been filed yet. So it's more a matter of process than anything else. Maybe Turkish Airlines enthusiasts and got ahead of themselves. But they would open up. But Qatar Airways, yes, Qatar Airways already flies uh, to most Australian capital cities. It wanted to add um, an additional 21 flights. So Melbourne would go from two flights a day to three, Sydney and Brisbane, one flight a day to two. That um, indications are that Qantas was lobbying against that. And the issue there is that the government hasn't really offered any transparency for its decision. The government has simply said, we're not letting them expand without actually justifying why. And that obviously rankles people who are currently facing still continued high airfares. What what has the Albanese government said about government policies to foster airline competition? Well, the irony is they say they all they are all for competition. 
like, great, let's actually see some competition then. Um, you know, Qatar Airways um, flies predominantly, takes people uh, to the Gulf and then onwards to Europe and the UK, and that's still an incredibly popular route. Um, and the additional flights that Qatar Airways wanted to put on to Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane would still leave it short of the number of flights operated by Emirates and Singapore Airlines, which are the largest international airlines in Australia after Qantas. So there doesn't seem to be a lot of um, truth in the idea that the Albanese government is fostering competition in the skies when it's actually blocking one airline expanding and going slow on the paperwork for another airline entering the market. Well, let's look at another part, the domestic travel market. What is airport slot hoarding and is it going on in Australia? Mm. Melbourne and Sydney airports have both said there are issues with slot hoarding, uh, especially Sydney. Slot hoarding is the process whereby the slots into an airport, the takeoff and landing slots, are garnered by one or two airlines and kept very, very close to their chest rather than being opened up. Uh, that's actually that the slots are managed by a separate body to the airports. The issue is that it's claimed that Qantas and Virgin, primarily Qantas, are hoarding these slots, um, hanging on to them when they don't really need them, which makes it harder for newer entrants like Bonza and Rex to expand into those markets. Yes, I feel rather strongly about this. Having been going to <laughs> Melbourne this weekend, I was for a birthday really? of a cousin, and it's suddenly been rebooked, rescheduled, I was told, at six o'clock this morning, from an 11 o'clock uh, uh, to 12.30, which makes a dramatic difference <laughs> to my time in Melbourne. And this is what's happening to people, isn't it? A lot. It does. It does. That comes back to what's called the 80-20 use it or lose it rule, which means an airline only has to operate services 80% of the time on that uh, on that route, which means that airlines can say, well, this flight isn't booked with enough passengers, let's cancel it and move them across to that. I have to ask, where else in the real world does that happen? Imagine going to the movies, booking a ticket for the six o'clock session. The cinema says, no, oh, there's not enough people, mate. You're going to have to come back at eight o'clock. <laughs> All right, I shall, I shall carry that with me as I sort of line up for a much later flight and a much shorter time in Melbourne. Uh, David Flynn, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Geraldine. Have a lovely day. David Flynn, the Editor-in-Chief of Executive Traveller. Do let us know your thoughts. Up next, the Australian-American Alliance. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.